0: Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened-to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome
1: to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall, that's the guys, and this is the Community Pub Welcome everybody. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. I am diving into Fancy Papers. It's a Hazy India Pale Ale from Cigar City Brewing. Mm. Uh, I was hoping a couple of our Tampa guys were going to be in tonight because this is a Tampa, Florida brew- brewery, which we actually had. Cigar City was one of the first people when we did our community pubs with uh, Mobile Tech. We had a Cigar City uh pint night at mobile tech years ago that might have been 17 or 18 i don't remember but they uh they came in had some uh kegs and had a great time uh good good people there in tampa so here's to uh here's to the beer dustin you're sipping on something cold what's it taste like
2: uh tastes very good this is a couch fire american ale um I had it a couple weeks ago. Had to go back for another six pack. It's my new favorite beer, and I hope our local liquor store doesn't ever stop carrying it.
1: Oh, old boy, blue just out, huh? God.
2: Yeah. Hey, I hate Gone. to say it, but got uh, the boot, couch, did he? Yeah, man. Couch, couch fired took the, you know, took the place. You know, eat shit pit. So oh. I'm talking about.
1: Hmm, might have to experience this it. new. Number one beer, Mr. Stanley. I is Bush Latte still number two, though. I mean I...
2: Oh yeah, you can't beat the good old Bush. It's cheap. This is uh ten dollars sixty-nine cents for a six-pack. You know, some bush, you can pick it up for forty-nine or four dollars ninety-nine cents. No, I'm kidding. I wish it was that cheap, but <laughs> but but when you but when you need the 30 pack, when you need the 30 pack for the boat. What we're going
3: mm, for
1: brutal, brutal. I know that, Derek. What are you sipping on tonight?
3: So tonight I have from Evil Genius Brewing Company, Stacy's Mom Citra IPA.
1: <laughs> yes, somebody finally has that as a name.
3: Yeah, this is. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got it. it's a pre- it's pretty good. uh They usually have a lot of the bars around here. The one that's like down street from us always has it on tap. So. I saw it in the store and was like, I gotta try it. And then once I run out of that, I have just uh Cape May's, just um, the regular just Cape May IPA. Uh, but the Stacey's Mom definitely is better. Let's save those hands for later.
1: <laughs> this Fancy pap- Papers is quite delicious. Very nice and smooth. Plenty. It says it's got uh, mango, but I didn't I didn't taste Ooh. the mango. It's definitely juicy. So if, if anybody sees Fancy Papers from Cigar City, it's a, it's a must grab. Dale, what about you, brother? Well, we got a... Uh... A couple of friends of ours opened up a uh, beer bottle shop
4: right up the road from us. I've known these kids since they were born, really. And uh, stopped by there tonight, and they got from Brother's Brewing um, Blonde Betty. Uh, it's in association with Bull Rock uh, Cidery out here in Virginia. It's basically Imperial Blonde with uh, apples
1: and spices. Mm. Pretty neat. Yeah. Apples and spices with a blonde, huh? Six. I don't know if I need to get another one after six, but you know, <laughs> it could <will> be a. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you, Lucas.
2: I'd love. Mm. Disgusting.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Proud of
2: Disgraceful. It. Disgraceful to the podcast.
1: Hey, is what mm-hmm. it is. Is what <laughs> it is. Hopefully, everybody's car life has been started off really well this year. I had one of the most interesting times. And I I just have to share because we've all complained about those times when you're trying to enter or exit, right? Yielding or allowing somebody to come onto the freeway, onto the highway. So I'm in this moment, I've got four or five cars up in front of me. We got three trying to merge on. And wouldn't you know, all of a sudden, car one, then car two, car three, all merge in And now we're all bumper to bumper going down the highway. And wouldn't, you know, nobody ever pumped their brakes. Nobody ever honked their horn. There was no issues. We all merged in together and we all just continued to flow. And I sat there for a moment going, what in the world is going on here? If something happened in 23. We all know how to merge now. Like it was victorious. It was like the, this clouds parted and like doves started flying down. Like I, I didn't understand what was happening. And for about 10 seconds, there was about, I don't know, seven or eight of us just all butt to butt, nose to nose, driving straight down the highway. I mean, sort of like everybody else experiences in their normal commute, right? Like I'm in Oklahoma. We don't ever get to see bumper to bumper very often, but being up in the different places. I I know Baltimore when I've driven in Baltimore or we've done trainings in Atlanta and that one's crazy. And any type of big town, you go city, right? Like everybody's used to driving right next to each other, three feet apart and just still flying down the road for us. We're not ever used to that. So it was amazing that nobody slammed on their brakes or freaked out or jumped over. We had some fingers flying out the window. Like I was very shocked, very shocked. So Hopefully, your guys' car life has been uh, enjoyable in this 23. Here's something that we wanted to get into, which is interesting, Derek. You you and I were talking about it earlier, and it is kind of fascinating how, listen, Billy made a mention of it inside the HyperClean Specialist Group, the, the interesting take on interior detailing, right? It's almost like interior detailing is going one of two ways. We definitely have seen where Billy's talking about. You've got these... YouTubers, or even on TikTok and some Instagram reels, you see it where it's about these trashed out, nasty interiors, and they're spending these weeks and so much time, and it's like this full revamp of an interior, right? So mm-hmm. Billy sighs, he's going, Yeah, oh, man, who's got time for all that? Uh, there's no way you could do all that, right? The flip coin of it is how many people over the years have completely punted interiors and Derek, you think it's for a different reason, right? You think people are punning in tears. Well, I won't speak for you, but I think it was about the likes and, and it's actually not getting people to watch your stuff, right? And, like, it's interesting, the dichotomy. I, I think I don't want to speak for you, right? Like, that's the other part that you were saying. Go ahead. Explain it.
3: Um, so I was uh, – I mean, just talking about the details that come into the store and stuff, and I, I just – I don't know if people just don't want to do interiors because of the likes or they're not getting other detailers to liking their stuff. And I guess their buddies are not on Instagram and like social media and stuff. So they'll tend not to either post interior details or they I see a lot of guys will they'll not like price them out, but like do them where they don't even accept them anymore. It's like you got a deterrent detail, then send it down the street. Like I ain't doing that. Like, but if you now if a nice car comes in for like a coating or a paint correction it's all over and people are liking it. So I don't know if, it, if people are doing it because they're not getting the, 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 that like, uh, like the, the feedback from the likes and stuff. So they don't feel good about posting the interior videos, but it just seems odd to me. Like I just didn't, it didn't make any sense mm-hmm. when I was well, uh, it, especially
1: up. it's odd. If as everybody talks about in, in the Northeast, right. in different parts of the North that, it's just gonna all shut down and you'll have to do interiors, right? We've talked about this. It's a thing. Uh Dale is definitely not doing any interiors. He's already told <laughs> us he's absolutely out. None. Oh wow, he started. You did a Wait, couple? What? A little bit. Yeah, I mean, if, if it's if it just needs the you know, dump out the
4: mats, vacuum white, I'm good on that. But if it's uh you know, if it's a restoration, resurrection
1: kind of thing. Uh, <sighs> yeah, too much, too much. I agree. So let's let's ask this question, Dustin, I'm interested to you. Why do you think that? uh, And maybe you're one of them. So maybe it's not just a generalized question. Maybe you don't specifically do or Lucas, you know, anybody wants to chime in, we'll get to everybody like, why don't you think you or others or just others don't do interior work and put it out on social media?
2: Uh, I mean, we do. We do interiors and put it out on social media. I love interiors. Uh, As for the others, I I think it maybe it's the the whole show and glow thing. Like you want to show the highest quality work. You polish this paint to perfection and ceramic coated and this, that, and the other. Well, that gets
1: a lot more of the oohs and ahs, right? Which makes sense because social media is supposed to be, and especially Facebook or Instagram, it's supposed to be kind of like this top of the funnel you're supposed to market heavy and show right show 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 so it makes sense why right like because most of you hear some of these groups that are you know this specifically about the exterior we don't see interior groups though.
2: yeah which is odd i mean it's harder to teach somebody to detail an interior than it is to polish paint um interior detailing stuff i love interior detailing if i never had to pick up a polisher again and just did interior jobs in Uno, my business would be
4: why so why
2: do you happy, love interior stress-free. jobs? Dude, it's awesome. You can you can just sit there and pick apart an interior and make it so it looks so nice. I mean, even better than when it was brand new in some cases. Except for and all the it, stains.
1: It, what about the stains? And you got clay down in carpets, or you know, some soothing. nasty carpets that are tough to work with.
2: It's soothing. I mean, it's it's like It's like getting a massage or something like that. You just take that thing and there's no stress to it. There's no, there's no picking up water from a crack and getting a high spot when you're laying your coating on. It's not dang. I I miss these, you know, this scuff here or whatever. It's not, it doesn't take a lot from your brain. You can just pick the interior apart. I know what I need to do to clean this seat. I know how I'm going to clean the center console. It is so enjoyable to sit there and just detail an interior. Um, And then I I think nowadays everybody's just pushing for that, oh, i got to put out the ceramic coatings, the paint corrections, all this stuff on social media because this is going to sell, right? Um, But what they don't see is you can do so many interior details, especially if you've got a team, and probably make more than you could on that big ceramic coating job when you break down the hourly – Uh, That's why I love it so much. It's stress-free. My guys are great interior detailers. So really 2023, we want to push just to keep doing interiors, doing maintenance um, and and doing Uno jobs.
1: Yeah, cool. Appreciate it. Lucas, what are your thoughts? Why do you think detailers don't like to publish or put out much about interiors? Do you think it's because you got to do those big, huge ones, or you think they just don't consider it to be worthwhile for marketing?
5: Well, I think the uh, the process of thought on it is that you put po- whatever you post more of is what you'll receive. So if you go a month and all you post is ceramic coatings, you're more likely to get ceramic coatings. But if all you post is interiors, you're going to get interiors. But you know, it. I post everything. I love doing interiors just as much as I like putting a coating or paint correcting whatever it is out. There's few things to me that are as satisfying as you know, watching the the scummy, dirty water come through the clear head of the extractor as you're pulling back on a, a mucky seat or oh, changing the color of the carpet by sucking whatever's in there out. So yeah. I, you know, cleaning carpets and upholstery will never get old to me. That's one of my favorite things to do in the business. So I and it, those kind of videos of extractors especially do really well, at least in my experience on TikTok and Facebook reels and stuff. I've most of my most views have come from extractor videos more than just about anything else. Yeah.
1: I I wonder, you mentioned satisfying. Dustin was talking about relaxing. I think satisfying is a good word for that too. Uh, seeing, and I, I got a lot, I used to get a lot of satisfaction out of seeing the, you're right, the clear and you get to see the dirt. To me, it wasn't that part. To me, the satisfying part was once it was clear. (laughs) And I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Uh, the satisfying and we we put out we do well on videos, too, when we do uh, rubber floor mat cleanings, some of those type of things. Uh, sometimes, you know, an interior do well, but maybe we should probably do more of those extraction style or carpet as we will release our carpet system uh, here in the spring. And uh that will be a good time to do some Steam type videos too. Does anybody ever I think Steam uh those videos if I'm gonna do an interior video or watch an interior video, it seems like most people, if they're gonna put out an interior video, it has to do with steam. Oh, the they
2: love Steam. Steam yeah. looks the steam is awesome for the videos mm-hmm. and yep. Uh, people love it because they're like, Oh my god, my goodness, maybe it's their The customer is like, wow, I bet you that's some fancy piece, you know, expensive piece of equipment.
1: Well, or it's the cinematography, right? It's the cinematography (laughs) of that steam just rolling through. It just it creates sort of like what Lucas was saying, right? That that experience of seeing it extract out and seeing all the dirt come out. And maybe it's with steam, is you know, you get to just see all that floating around and you're just in your mind, you're imagining what all this hot, you know, vapor is doing.
5: Yeah. And I think it also sets us apart from the general population too, because everyone has a vacuum and rags that they can wipe down their car with and do a decent job of cleaning it out. But when someone of the general population, potential customer sees you running your steamer and your thousand dollar carpet extractor and all this stuff, they think, oh shit, I don't have that stuff. I bet this makes it look way, way different and better. Mm -hmm. I think most people just find it cool because they've never thought when they see this kind of stuff we use on our videos, they've never thought that Wow, these guys! This industry really takes it farther than I ever thought you could with a with a just cleaning a car. Hmm. So I think that also helps push the, you know, the the detailer is actually an art, or not an art necessarily, but more of a a, a service. A mandatory service. Right, it's a service that's worth service. it over what you could do yourself at home.
1: Yeah, an essential. It's a word we like to use yes. back in the past. Essential. An essential service. Mark, man, the, good to see you hopping on. Uh, question that we're diving into. The first one is about interior work. You know, what do you see? Do you see people like to post interior work or not? Are you an interior guy? What's your reasoning? Um,
0: <clears throat> I think I, I'm trying to get into more into interiors. Actually, when when I was starting to, to talk to um, some people about it and just, I, I feel like I remember the last podcast you were talking about it. And one guy was like, no, I don't ever want to do interiors. Like that would have been the best stress reliever for him. If I remember, I couldn't remember who it was, but yeah. um, he, he was talking about that. And I'm like, but I actually like it when I'm done with it. Like it feels like I actually did so, like a lot of work. And and I, I hear what you're saying too, Marty, when you were talking about how you would go out and then you had to do it like multiple times. So it is a little bit annoying sometimes, but um. So I feel like that, too. Like I'll do it in my garage and I'll pull it out and I'll be like, oh, my God, I missed a spot. So then I have to do it more. <laughs> so I totally relate to that, too. But I feel like the pictures before and after are just so dramatic. Um, so yeah, I really yeah, like yeah. to do that.
1: Mark, you're right. And If there's an annoying part to the exterior, right, where Dustin was always talking about them earlier. But the annoying part of the interior is what you just said. It does happen, especially having the right lights on the interior. Then you pull it out in the sun and you go, what? How did I miss that? I never even saw it. Like, because you, you didn't have enough light on the inside. Yeah, that That is one of the most annoying parts, is, especially getting the big vehicles that uh, those Grand Wagoneer and the, that, that I've been working on over the past months. That, geez, I mean, that's just huge, right? There's so much room, so much space. And you don't have enough lighting in there. You, you miss something until you go outside to the, the sunlight and everything's looking in and you go, how the hell did I miss that? Now I've got, I can go back in and get all this other stuff. That is the one part of mobile detailing. I did enjoy a lot more than having a shop. No doubt. All right, let's check in with cooking it with Nick. Go with Nick. Uh, I, I had to bribe my wife, but she allowed me to use the broiler. and hey. we broiled some nachos earlier. Hey. Um, listen, dude, the the cooker with Nick Nacho's turned out great in the boiler, so that glad to hear. What's on the menu tonight?
6: Mama thought out of steak, so I guess I'll make it a steak. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> now, a okay. cut, so I'm trimming it up right now. Um and uh the grill's out of propane, so we're gonna have to do this on a stove. So it's gonna be interesting.
3: Stovetop
1: I... steak. Nick, All right. Nick,
3: I... I do have one question though, and this is going to be sure. a very important question. Yes. How do how do you gonna season that steak? S and P, bud. S the choice. Salt pepper,
5: me.
6: man.
3: That's it.
5: <laughs> okay, I'm just if making sure. Else I'm just making sure. Steak,
6: I would put a little of garlic powder on it or steak seasoning, like a rub. If I do that, Ooh. and she's here, I will die. <laughs> <laughs> I will die. So, Nick,
1: you're a little that. bit far away or something. It sounds like you're far away. We can't hear you too well.
6: How's
1: this? Yeah, that sounds better. Much all right. Better. So it's salt and pepper, no seasoning. Uh, we're looking forward to it for you though. When you look around social media and you go, oh, I don't see a whole lot of interior work. Why do you think people don't put out a lot of interior type detailing on social?
6: It's there. You just got to follow the right people. Some people okay. post it like all, all the time. Um, some people, that's their bread and butter. Um, but the truth is, it's, it's, it's dirty, shitty work. Like nobody wants to see the dust from a tornado hitting you in the face, but that's the reality of it. (laughs) They want to see foam going over a car and, 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 you know, brake dust flowing off a wheel and seven inches of foam coming out of your wheel. Well, like there's an entertainment (laughs) factor to exterior detailing that the interior doesn't really have the interior is just a lot more grunt work, lighting, shitty, the conditions are shitty and sweaty. And it's the, the less pretty part of it. Um, but like I said, there, there's some people that's their bread and butter and some people, the exteriors are their, their forte. So.
1: Yeah. Cool. All right. It's underscore grooms. We'll check out your, uh, your wonderful dinner here in a little bit after you're all done. Let's get Please. over the second question. And this is what we really wanted to dive into This comes from a listener. So, Scott, thanks so much for uh, sending in your request of something that you think that we should chat about. So, really great thing. Uh, Anybody wants to do that, go to HyperClean Specialist Group. That's the way to interact. Dustin, let's start with you. Biggest problem or funniest or, you know, most memorable problem that you've had on a vehicle while you're detailing. What was the problem? And, uh, you know, how you solve it, and then we'll get into some other stuff. I'll, I'll go into mine first. And uh, mine comes from a very, very special vehicle that I almost had a heart attack when I had this problem. This was, I've mentioned it uh, a couple times because it was such a cool car. This was at 87 Grand National, and it was a numbered, and I think it was like I'd have to go back and check, but it was like 79 or something like that. It had everything; everything was official. It was amazing. Unfortunately, the customer had taken it to a, a body shop to get some. Sorry, Dale. It's taken it to a body shop to get some stuff done, and uh, then the 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 company left the vehicle outside. It rained, and now it was covered in hard water spots so we had the task on this single stage paint to remove the spots polish it and then we put on uno we didn't want to put on you know anything else other than uno uh ooh, it was uh unbelievable to work on had a great time on the single stage paint everything finished all the way till then you had that little scoop on the hood and there was about a one inch section between the end of the hood and the scoop and it was about what you know a scoop you know so we're talking about 10 inches long well i don't want to get in there with my big da and i had just gotten uh one of those flex rotary little small you know rotaries that you know super fun i go oh i gotta use my new tool right i got my new tool it's gonna be super fun Super fun as you keep going over to get everything off, get everything finished down, and then you want to leave it sitting there for just a moment on this one little, what the hell is that? (laughs) What in the world did I just see when I wiped my towel? Oh, Oh, fuck! right. Like, oh, fortunately, Dale, as you know, single stage paint, you've got a little wiggle room with it and you can kind of heat up the outsides and you can kind of, push it back in. If you haven't gone too far. And fortunately enough, I had not gone too far, but I had about five minutes where I'm sitting there on a stool going, Oh, Oh, like having a heart attack because I shouldn't have been playing around with a new tool. I got a little too over, you know, overconfident about what we just did. Fortunately I had a guy there that helped me get it all back, put together. And man, I, but I, I, I was, uh, I mean, what do you, if you damage and ruin something like, uh, it's, it's unfixable. You, you, his value would have just been destroyed. And fortunately enough, though, we were able to get it pushed back in together, got everything coded customer loved everything. And it was good to go. I mean, it was, Ooh, but boy, that was a problem. That I didn't know if I was going to be able to overcome. I, I was scared. I was very scared. Dustin, something that you've done that got you really scared and messed up. And then what'd you do?
2: So we had this Subaru WRX in the shop and this person's big into the car community and stuff like that. Man. She, Yeah. Yep. She had a giant scratch from the driver front door clear down the doors and into the quarter panel. And I'm, I get this thing 95%. I'm telling you, if you'd have pulled it out in the sun, you probably wouldn't have seen this thing. And there's a little white spot on that quarter panel. I said, well, I'm going to touch up this little spot, and then I'm going to polish back over it. And as soon as I polished back over it, I pulled my polisher off, wiped it with my towel, and looked at it. I'm like, well, I'll be damned. (laughs) It's like late night at the shop. I see this little, you know, penny-sized circle, and you just know. You done burnt through the clear coat. Oh, God. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I have a pretty good relationship with one of the best body shops in the area. Uh, First thing in the morning, I made the phone call. Hey, need to go ahead and set up this appointment. Then by the time the customer, I had the vehicle setting outside. Already set up the appointment customer walks in, or they walk up their vehicle, look at it, and they walk inside, and they said, wow, it looks incredible. And I said, well, (laughs) it does look great, but there's about a penny-sized circle right there where I tried to touch up that real deep spot, and I burned through the clear right there. But good news is, I already made your appointment. Please have your vehicle back here on the 29th. They'll have it for three days and we'll have your vehicle back with you. That's it. And she was, she was, she even offered to pay for it. She's like, no, no, no. I was going to have to pay for it anyways. And I said, no, just let me handle this. Um, let me sleep at night. So knowing that I did it the right way, um, you gotta do what you gotta do. And the sad thing is I never made a dime off those people neither. (laughs) and this this has been a year plus later but you know maybe it'll catch up with me down the road for doing a good deed
1: maybe 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 you just do the good deed and you don't ever expect to get anything in return
2: yeah Yeah. well i I don't but maybe oh you do you've already
1: been
4: saying (laughs) it. no
2: I would like to, it's aggravating, but you know, even though I fixed 95% of it and just tried to go that extra mile when I should have left it, I should have left it alone.
1: Dude, I wasn't too far from you. Right. I had just this little, little bit to do. And I was like, I didn't have to get out my new little thing, but I just wanted to, like I'm with you. I (laughs) could have just.
2: Well, I tried, here's the funny one. I tried to pull a quick one and I was like, you know what? I was like, I, I've already burned through the clear. I wonder what would happen if I smeared some dose on this. So I smeared some dose on that quarter panel and wiped it off. And then when it went to the body shop, the technician called me and he goes, what the fuck is on this panel? He's like, I've hit it with lacquer thinner three times, super clean, purple power, everything we have in the shop, including brake clean. And it, it just keeps beating it off. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you go,
2: hell yeah, buddy. brother. <laughs> yeah, I said, hell yeah, brother. Get the sand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's why we use that hyper clean dose. <laughs> that's right. All right. That's a good one. Let's talking to body shops. Let's go over to Dale. <laughs> All
4: right. So, yeah, I've got this one here. So, in the body shop times, my guys were always afraid to polish anything. So, whenever they had overspray or a run or a piece of trash, I was the guy. So I remember we had a, a little S10 that it was a uh, little sag on the edge of the fender. And I was taking that with the rotary. I'm, I'm still pretty good with the rotary. It's what I learned on you know all those years ago. And uh, uh, we caught the antenna with the rotary, snapped the antenna right off. Not fun. You know, and, you know, the good thing there is in the body shop, you know, we just order it and, and on those uh, there was a little stud that stuck up out of the base of the antenna. The antenna screwed down over top of it. So, you know, I had to replace the the, the base all the way across the dash into the radio. So, you know, we had to pay one of the body men to do that. You know, called the GM guy, got the part coming. So, yeah, you know, it was a pain. And then, of course, you always have to call the customer and go, hey, Mr. Customer, you know, we're going to need your car for an extra day. And, you know, they ask, "What well, what happened? Don't worry about it. We just needed an extra day. It's Okay.
1: I got the first, uh, let's say, three to four months of owning my car wash, I got awakened very quickly to uh, (laughs) the uh, breaking of antennas and the (laughs) amount that they cost, the amount of work that goes into them. And you're right. There's some of them. It depends on the, the, the make and model, but there's some of them. You, you don't just replace this little top part that you see. You actually do have to go back behind the firewall, get all the way into that connector where it is. Some of it can be five, six hundred bucks just for an antenna. And it was like, what in the hell? Not fun. Not fun at all. I've never I've never done one, though, with a rotary.
4: mm it's worse because when you hit it, the antenna comes and smack you in the head for it. <laughs> oh, God. Ouch. Real quick, you screwed it up. I'm going to tell you.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: like to say I've only done that once, but that's happened more than once over the years.
1: <laughs> mm, At least you weren't like that. You. We've all seen that one dude with the beard. And like he beard, gets his rotary imagine. in there and it gets ripped out. Like, that's brutal. I imagine, dude. I cannot imagine. Mm. Oh, me neither. All right, Lucas. What about you, man? What's been the biggest problem you've run into? You little big, big oopsie. Uh,
5: my biggest fuck up was a 2015 or 2014, whatever the last year of the body style was before the present one Mustang. Um, just, it was in an accident, got repainted, like three quarters of the car got repainted. That real pretty metallic deep impact blue that they put on the Mustang and some of the F one fifties, my favorite car to polish. In fact, and car um, gets dropped off and we talk customers like I hate the orange peel because the, the orange peel is really bad on the sections that got painted. And on the factories, there was a minimal or no orange peel. So, and I mean, it was, it was horribly obvious. So he's like, is there anything you can do for me? I'm like, well, I measured this paint. He had enough paint that I could do some wet sanding. So I said, here's what I can do. I can wet sand the areas that got resprayed and then we can polish the whole thing and put a coating on it if that. And he went for it. So wet sanded it all out, started polish compounding, got to the polish and I had everything looking great. And then, um, toward the edge of the hood where the fender meets the hood on the top, top passenger side, there's that edge. And when I was sanding, I taped off all my edges so that I went buzz through an edge or, you know, an area that was a, uh, a, a pressure point. So I had tape over all that and, Um, after I got done sanding, I peeled the tape off and went to compounding. When I was compounding that corner, I was like, oh, that tape line, I can still see it a little bit right here. So I went a little more and my phone rang or something happened on my phone while I was buzzing that area. So I peeked at my watch to see who it was and I wasn't paying attention, held my DA in the same spot for too long with the compound on it. And then went back and moved, the, moved my polisher down a little bit and then just saw nothing but metal right along that edge for about three inches. Oh, so my like, God. Oh, fuck. And this thing had just been painted. Isn't so it? I was like, oh, fuck.
1: Nothing yeah. but metal?
5: Nothing right down Jeez. to the metal. I mean, it, the oh. paint couldn't have been a half a mil thick right on that I just
1: sent that picture to the DA guy. I mean, yeah, like, hey, I man, y'all excited. told me this wasn't going to do it, and here we are.
5: <laughs> Holy well, crap. Well... You know, it, it is what it is. It, you know, my. I fault mean, but no, right? Like
1: Dale, too. like that was the whole point of having a DA. You weren't supposed to be able to burn paint. You, Lucas, you're the only person I've heard that's done that far. Congratulations, brother. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. I have known one. I, I knew at a dealership we were selling the thirty four hundred one to. They said they left it in a spot too long, and and they had a not a. Not down to metal, but they had a you know like uh, what Dustin was experiencing. For me, what I've seen is that it's more of like a swoosh in a sense of that, that the clear coat that just kind of swooshes when you go along. That's what I consider the the burns that I've seen, and I've never heard somebody use a DA all the way down to the metal. That's that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was
5: you know I pulled my the first thing I noticed when I pulled that's it some off phone was, call, uh, huh? Jeez, uh, well, I mean, what I pulled, what was that phone
1: just, call all about?
5: Well, first thing I did was uh, called the body shop down the street for me that has done a few of my cars. And I said, hey, uh, I'm a detailer down the street. I've had to do a couple of my personal cars after hitting deer. Wife got an accident. I said, listen, I got a customer car that I fucked up pretty bad out on the quarter. Uh, Gave him the information on the car. And I said, when can you get this in and how much do you think it's going to cost? And he's like, shoot me a few pictures. So I Got it all set up with the body shop beforehand. Then I called the customer and said, hey, this happened. I fucked up. My bad. I'm really sorry. Um, You know, you can take it to a shop that you prefer if you want. um, The shop that painted it if you want. No problem. I'll pay for whatever. Otherwise, I already have an appointment set up with the body shop down the street. I know they do great work. They're going to do it right. They're not going to leave all this orange peel on the fender when they repaint it. And then as soon as it gets done there, I'll see you in a month and we can just coat this panel or clean up whatever needs to be cleaned up on this panel. And the solution I had worked out for him, he was real happy with. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it, man. Just, yeah, get it into your body shop, whatever you want. I trust you. So got it to the body shop. I don't know, a week later, they got they fitted in because it was just a fender. They painted the fender. And then I saw it a month later, coated the fender, and he was happy as a pig and shit.
1: Yeah. All right. So let's, (laughs) I I like that. I'm glad you mentioned the orange peel again. That's a really like let's cause your problem actually came from trying to fix what we would say is maybe somebody else's problem, but let's, let's, let's ask the expert, right? Let's, let's chat Dale. Let's first start with what is orange peel? Um, you know, we, we hear, or I've heard, I think a common thing is heard is well, it's it's done to help limit the imperfections or, you know, to show the imperfections or something. But I guess first just tell us what is orange peel? What happens? Why do we get orange peel? There's a
4: lot of variables involved there. One of them, obviously, if you get the paint too slick, you'll end up with a run. Um, if you back off and get scared a little bit, don't put enough material on there. That's when you get the texture. If your paint isn't reduced enough, it goes on a little coarse. Now, and that's what orange peel is. It's just texture, The lack of slickness, I guess I'd call it. So, you know, it can be technique with the painter. It can be the
1: paint itself. There's a lot of variables that can actually. Okay, but there, there's, there's some manufacturers that like to put in orange peel. It seems to be a look that some people like to see, right? But then there's some car guys and there's some groups that go, oh, no, much less orange peel. I don't want orange peel. Why why do we have orange peel from manufacturers or different people? What is the aesthetic appeal to it?
4: I I don't think anybody really goes into it with the intention of having orange peel in the paint. I think the biggest thing, and and everybody here will agree, there's just not enough paint on these vehicles today for it to flow out and and to have the slickness like it should. I think that's probably the biggest problem. Okay. Does
1: every because I feel like I see orange peel on almost every car though, right? Like, so it's not, unless it gets polished or buffed down the right way, you almost always have some type of orange peel.
4: Well, imports, if you notice a lot of the, uh, a lot of the European cars, the Benzes, the BMWs, our minis, um, they're pretty slick. Um, I followed a, uh, a new Silverado home a couple of weeks ago. And my headlights were were you know just reflecting in his taillight. I mean the tailgate, and oh my God! I mean it it looked like like a topographical map. It was oh God! I mean you know in the Mako days I couldn't have sold this guy a five hundred dollar paint job and delivered it as bad as this thing looked, but this is probably a fifty thousand dollar truck. Yeah, yeah, it blows me away what people will pay thousands of dollars for. And God darn, man, we couldn't have sold a thing as a, a $500 one-year warranty get ample paint job to
1: make it. I mean, I swear, I've talked to some, some people inside of the paint world, and they, they say there's actually customers that enjoy that look. And that's why some people do it is because they just, they like the look of it. I would, I would be
4: willing to bet 75% of the people don't have a clue. They don't have a clue what the texture is, orange peel.
3: They, they, the car looks shiny. They don't care. They drive it and go. Derek. Mark, I was going to say. So I did a, um, it was a BMW, it was like a 2019 BMW 7 Series. And the customer had bought it. It was off a lease and uh, they paid for a coating. So we had, I went to the customer's house. We had polished, I started polishing the, the car. When I got around to the driver's side, obviously, I'm, you know, when you're detailing, I'm staring at the paint and looking at it from the, Back passenger door down. You could tell the car had been in an accident because there was orange, like horrendous orange peel, but only from the door handle down across the back panel. So when before I when I first started working on the car, the customer, said, oh, we got a pretty good deal on the car. So I called the customer out and said, hey, just so you know, it looks like there, there may have been an accident or some kind of paperwork was done, and the customer couldn't see it. They couldn't see the it at all. And I'm like, obviously, you could tell. Like when you're just looking, even if you just tilt your head a little bit. So eventually, I got the the, the wife was the wife's car. She came over and was leaning down. She got down where I was, and I had my light and I showed her. I was like, "Yeah, you can see it right here." And she's like, "What the hell?" I'm like, "Oh, we're gonna go back and get the dealership to give us." I was like, "Hold on, hold on." Like, I was like, "Listen, like, once this car's outside, you're not gonna be able to see it." But like, but you could definitely tell the orange peel was like really bad. But it was only from like I said, the driver's door handle down. So they, I don't know. I just, it's very interesting.
1: Mm. So Dale, can you, you can paint a car aftermarket in a sense, you know, at a body shop and paint it without having any orange peel at all? It's possible.
4: It's tough with all, with all the angles. I mean, it doesn't happen often. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we had a pretty good painter. My my painter uh, at our old shop had been with me painted for probably hell 25 years. Um, and he could lay out a paint job pretty good, but we used to joke his knees didn't work too good because as you got down towards the rockers, he <laughs> have <laughs> <laughs> you <know>, knee pads.
5: <laughs>
4: but uh, yeah, I mean, if 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 you have your your paint reduced correctly, you lay it out, and you pay attention to it, you put a little more here, a little less there, you can lay it out pretty slick. That's in my opinion. That's one of the 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 bad sides of having robotic painting. Those robots just know to put X
1: number X number places, done. Okay. Speaking of robots, I saw most most interesting post today, and we're gonna talk about it on Monday. I already prepped Nick. We're gonna talk about it. So, listen, McDonald's is coming out with some interesting things. All right, Mark, what about you, brother? What's uh, what's been the biggest problem that you've seen uh, in your experience?
0: So for me, I've only been doing this a couple months, but I had a, um, C4 Corvette that the, um, customer said was leaking, um, from the top. So, uh, he said it could affect like electronics and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't have eco one then I didn't know about it. So, um, I just went to the, really the bucket method and just did one section at a time and washed it off really gently. Um, that was probably the, hardest one that i had to deal with um but i'm so new i feel like every project that's why i love this every single car i learned something new on so honestly <laughs>
1: um, so you haven't had a problem yet like you haven't messed something up
0: uh not that i'm aware of <laughs> I, I didn't totally mess them up mm-hmm. um, but i'm not like i am just doing usually just the clean clay coat kind of thing right now i'm not um like no. i just started like practicing with the um with my da and stuff like that uh you i did some videos that. and stuff yes, <laughs> What's that? you don't need that polisher
4: throw that sucker in the trash
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> i'm God. practicing dustin i'm learning <laughs> i'm trying
1: to figure it out
0: you know so um that's where i'm at right now so
1: well so here's the interesting right like nobody's mentioned interiors i i had thought listen i actually one reason why i don't use a lot of steam and i'll, I'll I'll eventually get back into doing some steam work. I had a real hard time knowing how close, how far, how long to leave it. I messed up a couple of plastic pieces. All right. Like you leave steam too close or leave it too long. You, you can cause some problems on some interiors. There was parts that I had to replace. There was parts that I go, Oh, that came back, right? Like, I mean, it's a little scary for a second if you get steam going around, Derek.
3: I was gonna say, uh, for me, I had I had two stories front tears, and that's the only tears uh, like issues I've ever had. Um, the very one of the very first cars I ever did when I a customer looked like an hour away. It was a like a '92 CRV when they were still like real tiny, and um, cleaning the front windshield. Like I was almost done cleaning the front windshield, I go up and I knock the the rear rear mirror off like completely
4: Ooh. off falls completely off
3: hits the front dash and I just saw like oh shit like I'm just a lady was she was um in the yard raking so she heard me say oh shit so she goes that can't be good so you I always have
1: people that are outside watching I, listen, you. <laughs> I don't know what it is it's the knee pads no, it's the knee pads probably the knee pads that guy knew what
3: I was that guy I felt knee pads he goes like oh boy shit like this and he was ready. I was like, "Sir, not, not today. This is not that kind of business." So, but
1: so she came over. The happy ending doesn't require. No,
2: <laughs> can I get a detail with a happy ending?
3: Guy, that guy had his his lotion ready. He was like, "Sir, please, like, hold on, like." So. The lady comes over and she leans over the side of the car she's like, knock the mirror off, didn't you? And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm really proud. She goes, don't no, worry, knocked it off last week. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So I looked and she had had some like double-sided like tape and crap that she had used to get it to hold up on the windshield. And I'm like, woo, like, okay. So like you, Mario, Steam, I had another car. And of course it was another Honda CRV, but it was like a 2001, a little bit older, a little bit newer. And I was, I had sprayed APC all over the door panel. I got my steamer out. I'm going through steam and everything. I wiped everything off. And there was these white lines all down the door panel. And I'm just like, this isn't good. So I luckily I had just bought one of those like knockoff like magic erasers and I had—I was able to get it off. But my heart literally sank. I'm like, this is, cause it was like a dark black. I'm like, this is not, they're gonna see this for sure. I'm like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. So now when I use a steamer, it's literally just the carpets. I don't use it on like door panels and stuff and like the yeah. I'm with it's, you. It's back in the
1: day, APC APC could cause some problems. I, I'm yeah. with you on that. Yeah, bro. back in the day, I, APC.
3: Yeah, I'm not gonna say who it was, but it was that's when I everything was ten to one for APC. I was like, oh, it makes it one to one. He'll be okay. Uh-uh. like <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, If anybody's worked with APC in the past, you can also you know the little plexiglass on the the instrument panel oh. ever seen that start to white oh, yeah. out if you use the at the car wash i had a guy that just did the same thing that you're saying right like oh well if it works this i can just no no you can't, <laughs> no, you and can't. went through <laughs> no, and sprayed it down and we had an instrument panel so i sat there with uh with polish and a towel and just oh, kept no. polishing out the plexiglass and it probably took over an hour but Hey, you know we we were able to salvage the 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 customer's plexiglass, and uh, you know whew, that was uh, I forgot about that one until you mentioned it. That was a phone call. I that one got out of the shop without me seeing it, and I had to I had to then bring it back in and get it repaired. That was a big uh, company event on that one. Yeah, that was that one fucking sucked.
2: That sounds like a fire you had to put out. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
4: Does mm-hmm. that is that guy still
3: work work for you, Marty? After that, or no?
1: all right Derek let's go time for the tab out question of the night
3: oh Oh, all right oh here we go all right guys so let me pull this up so this one I'm this is going to be pretty interesting uh because I don't know I was going through Facebook and I was like you know this is a good great question so if you could get if you could see stats for all of your details all the cars you've ever done what stats would you want to see? And I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you my choice real quick just to give you an idea. I would want to see the stats of how many pounds of dirt I have sucked into my vacuum over the years, how many pounds of just dirt and whatever has come out of my vacuum.
1: Okay. All right. So stat of how many pounds and how much crap you've pulled out of people's cars. I'm gonna go with I want to see the stat. Of how many, ah, right? I mean, we should all want to hear that, right? I Anytime I hear, oh, baby, right? I go, yeah, yeah, more of that, right? Like, so that's definitely what I I, listen. It was always my favorite thing, and it's still today. Like, I'd love when customers walk out to their car, even though it's a joke, and even maybe, right? Like, I still love it. It's still my favorite. I'd love to hear that, ah. Oh, wow. Right. like I mean, yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to hear it? Listen, All right, Dustin, what about you, brother? What is your favorite uh, thing?
2: Jeez, this podcast took a real, real weird turn. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to be pretty basic. I would just like to see how many vehicles I have personally touched. Uh, I, how many vehicles that I, that I've, you know, detailed, washed, whatever. Uh, I was just thinking about that on my way home was I wonder how many vehicles we have done this year. Um, so I'm gonna have to go into our CRM and, and see how many but that's an interesting one. I'd love to see it, but if I could go back to you know 2009 when I started at the dealership detailing up until now, I can only imagine what the number would be.
1: Cool, good one, Dale.
4: My thing is efficiency. So so when we had the Mako, we knew how much sandpaper, how many rolls of tape, how many scotch-brite pads, how many razor blades it to do each car. Sander's had a job. Masker's had a job. Painter's had a job. The prep guy, the finish guy had a job. I would want to know the length of time that I actually worked on the car versus the time I walked to go here to get that, to get that, to get this, looking for that damn tool that I just had. (laughs) <laughs> uh, the, the ratio of actual hands on the car versus the car just sitting there waiting for me to do something to it that's what i'd want today that's what mm. i you know that's you know six months eight months in whatever i'm at now that's what i need to work on is how efficient you know how to get the car from point a to point b
1: as quick as i can mm. good one dale good one i like what, it <laughs> lucas
5: I want to know how many pounds and i mean pounds of pet hair i have pulled out of every <laughs> no, and it's always, it's always a subaru i swear i've yes. got, every subaru i've seen is packed with dog hair so i want to see how many pounds of dog hair i've pulled out of subarus <laughs> mm. how many coats
1: and fleeces you could make right?
3: yeah exactly oh, i don't i was gonna say how many how many pillows could you make <laughs> like, i could I'm probably make dog. blankets Blankets of dog hair.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh so, ugh. all right, Mark. I thought there was gonna be some kind of statistics about Dodge trucks or something, but uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't go there. So I was just gonna, uh, I was probably how many towels I've used. I've, I actually started washing them, but how many towels I've gone through, it feels like I've been going through a bazillion of them. So that's where I'm at. Oh,
1: interesting
0: yeah I hadn't thought of that. Well, good.
1: All right, cooking with Nick, how's the steak looking? This looks good, oh, I guess.
3: here we go. Hold it off. Where did I put it?
1: Where'd you here put the go. steak? You lost the steak? You're in your kitchen. You lost your I steak,
3: steak. Don't
1: Boy, tough times when you're getting older, huh? Ooh. runs
3: away,
1: okay
3: little crispy on the edges there we okay. overcooked
6: by, like, five degrees, but, like, we're okay.
0: Yeah, you're Ooh.
3: good. I've deleted it. It's
6: like 140. Bit been hot, but we're fine. Um, veggies on the way, too.
1: Veggies looking good. All right, man. Tab out question for you, brother.
3: Hold on. Ah, okay. What
6: percentage average, like, whenever I go for a paint correction, like, as good as I can get it, the amount of time I have, I'd like to know my average percent
3: correction. Wow, Ooh, defect yeah. removal. Okay.
1: That yeah, okay.
3: Oh, well, that could Dale it's going to take
1: some robots for that. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Gonna take some robots for that. That's actually a, 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 a movable feast
4: there, because my eighty percent might be your sixty percent. So so you have to set a baseline there first, but now, that's, that's, that's a good number to know is, is what a real number is. When am I at 75%? When am I at 90%? Yeah.
1: What's my one step. If I'm selling oh. a one step, like Dustin's saying a one step, an uno, what actually percentage am I truly getting out? That really is a great stat to want to know, Nick. Nicely done. Oh,
2: I can almost yeah, be in this episode. Cool. Jeez.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great one, guys. Derek, man. Great tab question. Loved it. All right, Dustin, man. Thanks so much. Glad to, glad to have a beer with you, brother. I'm out of my beers, but uh, I'll have to go grab another one. Thank you so much. Dale, always a pleasure, brother. The knowledge that you have to give us over the body world is amazing and paint. So thanks so much. Appreciate it. Lucas. Good to see you, brother. Thanks so much. And Mark, always great to hop on. I know you come in and out sometimes, uh, so uh, thanks so much for being able to stick it out and great to catch up and thanks so much for everything. Cooking with Nick, go to it's underscore grooms. Everybody can go check out the steak there. Looks good. Guys, thanks so much for enjoying a beer with me. I appreciate it. All right, guys.
3: Hell yeah.
1: Have Take a care. great all night. We'll you. see y'all you next uh, week. Have
4: a good night guys. guys. Take care. We'll see ya.
1: Hi, hey, this is Marshall. That was a great tab out question, right? Like, what stat would you like to know of what you've been doing and detailing? That's a really great question. Hey, you should go on to the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook and go let us know. It's a super great question. What unique stat would you like to know about your detailing? Hmm. Join us on the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. Go share what you would like to know. Yeah, we're interested to see the stat that you come up with. All right. This is Marshall and I hope you make it a great day.